Welcome to the Penny Peep Show. There once was a slumber who had two kids. Their names were Bert and Maggie. Caught by the coppers, they then skipped town. Farewell to old Australia. Jumped on a boat, their dreams to float. All the way to London town. They got a plan, the richest scam. They're cutting out the middleman, the shysters, Bert and Maggie. Our story begins in the bedroom. The sun rises over an unnamed tea shop and seance parlour in Bayswater, London, and our hero, Bert, performs his alarm clock duties for his layabout sister and our heroine, Maggie. Morning, Maggie. Morning, Bert. You're sleeping in again. Julie came over yesterday. I don't need to hear why. Oh, where'd he go? I caught Maud feeding him muffins, so I kicked him out. Oh, Bert! What? I thought you said the days of adversarial conduct between the two of you were done. And they are. But he was eating our stock, eating profits. <sighs> I used to kick Wombat Willie out for eating profits too, remember? I remember. Back when we were cashing fake checks. I remember. He used to stomp around sounding like a pocket of loose change. <sighs> Wombat Willie's philosophy was that you should always know where your money is. And he did. It was always in the same place, and a couple of times a day you'd have to put it back again. Speaking of profit... I know. We've got a busy day. Oh, I know, I know. I'm getting up, aren't I? <sighs> You're going to say something about it being another glorious London day? So you can correct me and tell me it's cloudy. And you can spit back that it's filled with glorious potential? And you can roll your eyes and sigh at <sighs> me? Why don't we skip that and jump to you yelling at the beggar on the stoop? What? Where? Oi, you! Clear out! I'm not going to tell you again. Sod off. No need to be rude about it. What's on the docket? Do you need to ask? It's that time of the week. The Diplings are coming. Oh, is that all? The sign painter was meant to come this afternoon, but I was thinking of sending little Willie along to postpone again. Still not happy with a name? It's got to be right, Maggie. You get one chance at a first impression. Oh, we've been making no impression for months now. Well, if you've got an idea for a shop name, I'd love to hear it. How about... Not that. (sighs) Leave the ideas having to me. You get dressed, nice and quick-like, and you may even have time for a cup of tea before the Diplings get here. I'm not a child. Child Bert. Maud even baked a fresh batch of jam drop biscuits if you're good. Ooh. I'm here, Bert. Didn't think I'd make it, to be honest. Must have slept funny, and my hair is doing something weird, so I just stuck a bonnet on it. That's all right, isn't it, Bert? Hmm. Oh, the Dippling's not here yet. Have I got time for a bicky? Yeah, maybe so. Oh, here you go. They're good biscuits. Thank you, Bert. I thought they might be a bit sweet, you know, with all that jam. I, I know you like a darker note on your sweets, so I cut back the sugar just a wee bit. Oh, there was a hint of something, uh, lemony? There was. I, I added a little lemon rind to give it a note of complexity. With jam drop biscuits, you run the risk of it being a little too one note. Oh, I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> What's this? What's happening? Eat your biscuit, Maggie. I don't need telling twice. I mean, I did, but anyway... Cheers, Maud. I don't understand. The Diplings are very punctual. Oh, they're late once. Who cares? These look good, Maud. I mean, most times they're early and they sit in their carriage for half an hour. For them to be late... Stop making a fuss, Bert. I can't wait to try this biscuit, Maud. Well, I hope you like it. It's not like them. That's all I'm saying. I, for one, am glad that they are late, so I get to sample this delicious biscuit Maud has made. Put that biscuit down, Maggie. The Diplings. Oh, morning, all. All keeping. It's me, Sarah. Hiya, Sarah. The Dipplings maid? Yeah, that's 
that's right. I've come on their behalf. Good morning there, Mr and Miss What's-Your-Name. Sorry I never can get your name. You should paint it above the door. That's a lovely bonnet you're wearing. Thank you. And who's this? Hello there. This is Maud. She's our maid. Oh, your maid, is it? How do you do, Maud? I'm Sarah. I'm a maid too, over at the Dipling. Hello. Happy to get out of the house. Don't usually get to do visits. It's all polishing silver and curtsying over my way. We've <laughs> seen you in action at the Diplings, and there was more nattering and misplacing coats than there was genuflecting. I apologise for running my mouth, sir. We maids don't often get to catch up, does we? How are they treating you then, Maud? This lot got you polishing the teapots and scrubbing the spooky whatevers. <laughs> It's baking mainly. Baking? In the kitchen? Blimey, ain't you clever? Thank you. Did you bake these? I, I did their uh, jam drops. <gasps> and they call you a maid? I call you a bloody miracle. Would you like one? Would I just? Oh, try and stop me. So Pippin Dot sent you over. Why? Is something wrong? They sent me on account of all... <sighs> Raspberry, my favourite. Word arrived that Master's aunt had died. Mm, that's good. Mm great aunt or some such. They've got all dressed up in black and oh, so chewy. Oh, I like that in a biscuit. Uh, I've been sobbing in the front parlour most of the morning. Oh, so that's why they're late. Because their auntie is late. They're fine. It's just an old lady dying, which is frankly what old ladies are for. Well, I guess that's a reasonable excuse. Oh, Bert, have some sympathy. Oh, you tell them we hope they're doing all right. They send their apologies. Between mournful wails, they said they're real sorry to disappoint. Still, family is family. Do you think they'd appreciate a visit? Aren't you the sweetest, Miss Fawn? Yeah, you've always had a big old lot, haven't you? I bet they'd love a visit. If there's nothing else, I suppose you'd better be heading on home. I suppose I had, sir. Thanks for that biscuit, Maud. Oh, I have another for the journey home. Oh, don't mind if I do. She's an absolute treasure. I'd look after her if I were you. We do. <laughs> now I've made Bert pay her properly. You're a genius, Maggie. Oh, I am. Visit the Diplings? That's a good call. Oh, yeah. It's the right thing to do. And that way we can convince them to do a seance. They cancelled the seance. I meant a seance for the great aunt. But, I don't know. People are nay sensible with their money when they're grieving. Let's head over there. Maud, wrap us up a basket of your saddest oh, baked goods. I've got some fruit buns that'll be perfect. Grab your bonnet, Maggie. We should... Oh... You're already wearing your bonnet. Yeah, I said. I slipped on my hair funny. Oh, all right. word you are. We are great friends of your master and mistress. We wouldn't dream of abandoning them in their time of need. It's an awful lot of fuss for a great aunt is all I'm saying. Oh, well, how many great aunts does a person have? Not many. Most of them are regular aunts. Oh, yeah. Come on in. Sarah, who is that? Who is that? It's them, what I said we're visiting. It's the, uh... I'm terribly sorry. I should know by now, but my head's a muddle. What's your name again? Yvonne Lee 
Skinge finds. Oh, tip of my tongue. Oh, you have come to see us when we are at our wannest. When we heard the terrible news about your great aunt, we knew we had to visit immediately. Oh, you're our friends, Dot. We would have visited for any aunt, not just the great ones. Maggie. What? We also brought you these. I know fruit buns must be far from your mind on a day as dark as this, but it is important that you keep your strength up. How wonderfully thoughtful. You're quite right. We've many more dark days to come. Indeed, Dot. Indeed. Pip is deeply upset. Deeply. Oh, poor lamb. It was his great aunt after all. He must be devastated. Oh, he is. And she was only 92. Here, I'll take the buns. They're not for you. I'm not going to eat them, sir. I'm going to get Cook to whip out a tea tray for you. Oh, where are my manners? Please come through. We'll find Pip introspecting in the drawing room. Pip, darling, the von Liegenschweins have come to pay their respects. Ah, my dear friends. We came as soon as we heard. Oh, we're so sorry to hear about your aunt. My great aunt. I'm sure she was. The greatest. What happened? No one knows. The letter I received yesterday evening said that she went to bed as normal and then the following morning, gone. Oh, <laughs> Pip. It was all so sudden, so unexpected. To think that one can just pass in one's sleep. Why, it could happen to any of us at any time. I mean, she was 92. A young 92. She was spry. She used to climb stairs. And she put on her own shoes. Such an independent spirit. You know, it's thanks to her I'm as headstrong and independent as I am. Well... Really? My great aunt practically raised me. Her and the nannies. The nannies did do a lot of the work, but she hired the nannies herself. In Person. She sounds like a great woman. A great aunt. And we didn't even get to say goodbye. What are your plans now she's passed? The funeral is in a week. Oh, I thought you might employ Margaret and I in our services, seeing as you didn't get to say goodbye. Oh, well... Yes, well, exactly. Very soon, Bert. We would, of course. It's like I said, it's ghoulish, Bert. A lovely thought. Serves you right for being greedy, Bert. But we've already made arrangements, you see. Arrangements? What do you mean, arrangements? The first thing we did when we heard the news was to head the out... The first thing was to change into appropriate black clothing, darling. That's right, darling. So everyone knew. And everyone would ask. And we went to the funeral parlour that arranges all the Dippling family funerals. You have a family funeral parlour? They offer discounts for repeat customers. One must always think of the bottom line. That I understand completely. Once there, they offered us a package deal. It's going to cost £20 for the pomp and fanfare that my great aunt deserves. £20? Oh, that's a lot of pomping. It includes a full assortment of mourners to help with numbers. My great aunt was a lovely woman. She was great. And she had many friends in her time. But her time was many decades ago. All her friends are dead. You should get a psychic medium at the funeral. Then they could channel all of your great aunt's friends to say one last goodbye. Yes. Well, but it's so tasteless. There will be a psychic medium there. You see, Maggie, the Diplings don't think it's tasteless. One was included in the package, you see. Uh, hearse, coffin, service, flowers, mourners, and then a seance for close relatives at the funeral parlour afterwards. And then on to the Savoy for champagne and nibbles. 
my idea. You're seeing another psychic medium? Not by choice, you understand. It was part of the package. Yes, part of the package. Just for a fruit barn. Ignore the one with a bite out of it. It fell in my mouth on the way upstairs. How will Bert and Maggie deal with the Dipplings apparent betrayal? And is their dead aunt really that great? Find out after this message. That's Not Canon is a community committed to giving new podcasters a platform to share their voices and have some fun. If you would like to get started podcasting or simply enjoyed this podcast and would like to find out more, you can head over to our website at thatsnotcanon.com. If you simply want to support us and what we do, we would very much welcome your patronage at patreon.com forward slash thatsnotcanon. Hello friends, creator of the podcast Kieran here. Thank you so much for listening to this, the season finale of Bert and Maggie. That's right, in a fortnight's time you'll be listening to something brand new written by my esteemed colleague Rhiannon Marshall. Long-time listeners will know that Ms. Marshall previously took the helm for two whores and a courtesan. Come back in two weeks' time to find out what she has in store for you this time. On to my dad's review. I got asked the other day if my dad's feedback is legit. And yes, it is. This is verbatim what he emailed me after last fortnight's episode. Hi Kieran, I really enjoyed your latest contribution. Maybe because I could understand every word that was spoken. Keep it up. The unpredictable nature of the story was refreshing. Dad. Thanks, Dad. That's so nice. If you have your own thoughts on the last episode or wish to query the legitimacy of my dad's feedback, there's plenty of ways to do so in the episode description. Thank you again for listening. I return you to the second half of our finale. Bye. After an awkward sharing of tea and partially eaten fruit buns, our heroes, Bert and Maggie, take to the street to discuss customer loyalty, strong-arming the competition, and the morality of aunts. Ta-ra again! See you soon, I'm sure. <laughs> See you soon, Sarah. But not too soon. You all right, Bert? Mm. You seem to be brooding. Mm. One funeral-based seance is nothing to worry about. It's not like they're dropping a fresh aunt every week. What if they have a good time with this other psychic? The Diplings can be fickle. Oh, they're very loyal to us. They were very loyal to Madame Alona, too. Remember her? Oh, God, vaguely. Oh, the nerve of this funeral parlour, cunning in on our territory. What a pack of charlatans. A hot kettle, Bert. Huh? Well, if you're so worried about them, why don't we catch a handsome cab over and have a nose around? Check out the competition. Maggie... You are full of good ideas today. Oh, I am. Oh, that makes a nice change. We should go there, see what they're up to, find their weaknesses, and then use that to destroy them, just as you suggested. That's not what I suggested. Come on, Maggie. Let's hop a handsome cab. Yeah! Is this the place? Can't you read the sign? It's a nice sign, actually. Another thing they've taken from us. Oh, Lord. Come on. Good afternoon. Sir, madam, welcome to Glomer and Family Undertakers, home of London's finest funerals. I am Mr. Glomer. May I assist you in any way? Yes, yes, you can. Play along, Maggie. We have come, Mr. Glomer, to inquire about a funeral for a dear departed relative of ours. I could see the moment that you stepped in. You had the pall of those stricken with grief. My deepest condolences to you, sir. And your... My sister, we are Mr. and Miss Von... Uh, Mr. and Miss Vaughn! An honour that you would grace us with your presence in this, your darkest hour. 
If may I ask, who was it that passed? And do excuse the quill and ink. I shall be hanging on your every word, and then jotting it down on our customer card. Oh, fancy. So pray, tell me, the deceased. It was our great aunt. Uh, uh, that's right. Oh, boy, was she terrific. Maggie. What? What a coincidence. I received a visit earlier today by a pair of bereavers who'd also lost their great aunt. What a coincidence. We're planning the most elegant service for them. Here at Glamour and Family, we pride ourselves on crafting the perfect funerary services for both you and your departed. How old was your great aunt? Nine. Seventeen. Yes, seventeen. So young. Oh, I know. Tragic it was. Is. Tragic it is. Seventeen, and yet she'd already accomplished so much as an aunt. A great aunt. Truly she was. Husband! I heard cries of distress. You did, wife. This is Mr. and Miss Vaughn. They've lost their seventeen-year-old great aunt. Oh, so young. Very young. Awful, I know. Another beautiful young soul taken into God's bosom. Wouldst we know his plan? For he takes such goodness and light away from the world. My heart breaks for you, Mr. and Miss Vaughn. <gasps> oh, husband, that such nice people must face something so terrible. I know, Mrs. Glamour. But in the bleakest of times, one must look to the good times. Ah, yes, the good times. Tell me, what were some of the good times with your great aunt, so that I may make note of them and bring them up during the service? I've already begun the customer card, Mrs. Glomer. Apologies, Mr. Glomer. Where were we? Yes, the good times. Ah, she was an avid reader, loved a good book. So intelligent, full of wisdom beyond her years. We can arrange a reading of her favourite passages. Uh, and she loved to, I don't know, fly a kite. And yet so carefree and gay-hearted in her youth. We could release a kite in her honour on the day if the weather is right. Oh, yeah, catch her in a park on a windy day. Not anymore, of course. How did she pass, your great aunt? Oh, uh, well... Fell out a window. <gasps> Silly mare. She leant too far out, didn't she? She was trying to fly a kite out it and then kersplat. Terrible shame. Just awful. Oh, no. She fell from heaven like an angel. That must have been upsetting for the family. It was. So you were thinking a closed casket? Oh, nah, it was the back of her head that hit the paving stones. Her face is still pretty. What a bit of luck. And our in-house mortician is a dab hand at a wig where needed. Blonde? Brunette? Redhead? Uh, blonde. Oh, but then she landed on her head, so redhead. <laughs> um, I'll just put blonde. We heard you offer some package deals. We pride ourselves in our finely crafted, sensitive and personalised farewells. Our salutations to the dearly departed. Always with the utmost tastefulness and subtlety. And for many, the package deals offer the perfect balance of refinement and value for money. No need to bait the hook, I'm nibbling. Very good, sir. Here's our brochure. Thank you, Mr Glomer. Why, uh, this package mentions a private session with your in-parlour expert of the world beyond the veil. That's right, sir. We employ a psychic medium, a sensitive soul who can put you in contact with your great-aunt, should you wish to say your final goodbyes. It's one of our newer services. And is proving very popular. Is it just? It is, sir. Why, who amongst us wouldn't wish to spend one last fleeting 20 to 30 minute session, more by special request, with our loved ones? I know I'm longing to say goodbye to my great aunt. How soon can we see her? Uh, the psychic medium, I mean. Most 
people, sir, choose to see her on the day of the service as part of the package. Oh, but with my great-aunt passing so suddenly... And at such a young age. Yes, at such a young age, especially for a great-aunt. I'd like to have a word with her as soon as may be. But, sir... Tell you what, you let me in to see this psychic medium of yours today, and I'll book... uh, What's this? Uh, I'll book the Prince Regent package. Oh, well... Mr. Glomer, that is £100. It's what? Lord, you must be minting it. We do what we can to ease the separation between griever and grievy. That costs money, Miss Fox. Husband? I shall speak to our psychic medium, given the circumstances. The tragicness of the death, the relative youth of the deceased, etc., etc. Perhaps you'll be prepared to make an exception to our usual arrangement. Do excuse us, Mr. and Miss Fox. But of course... These gloomers must be making a fortune. They expect us to pay a hundred pounds for a funeral. We don't have a hundred pounds. We don't have a great aunt either. Speaking of, seventeen? What? You were about to adopt the Dipplings aunt. Great aunt. Why are you being so precious about this aunt? Mr and Miss Vaughan, she has agreed to see you. Thought she might. Because, as we said, the tragicness, the youth. Etc, etc. And not because of the relative price of the funeral. Of course not, sir. Emotional consideration must always come first. Through the curtains, sir, madam, she awaits you. Oh, it's bloody dark in here. Cheap trick creates that air of mysticism. We should ask where they bought their curtains. Good idea. Come in and take a seat, my dears. Do not be afraid. No. It can't be. Madam Alona. You're Auras are washed with grief, and I sense something. A spirit. Bloody hell. Should have known. A spirit of a woman. Or is it a girl? Come, take a seat. Don't mind if I do. Ta very much. (gasps) You! No, you don't get to bitterly decry you. We get to do that. You! Why are you still hanging around? Haven't you given up the literal ghost by now, Madame Alona? I should have known you would find me. I should have known the world would conspire to bring you back to me. What is this? Trading out the back of a funeral parlour? What of it? Pathetic. Any more pathetic than using a tea shop? It's our tea shop. Seances not bring. Bringing in what they used to, huh? The fickle throng grown bored of your repetitive foolery. Well, like you can talk, washed up you but are. But here I am, back with my own niche, my own patch of London, and you come barging in to ruin it for me. Good, I hope we do. Why do you want to destroy me again? You've already taken everything from me. And then you tried to take it back twice by destroying us. And you deserve destruction. I deserve my revenge. <sighs> and see what revenge has got you? It's like the Bible says, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, hand for a hand, my foot up your ass. I don't think that's in the Bible. It isn't. Ma said it was in the Bible. She also said that revenge is a dish best served successfully without any fuck-ups. And if you seek revenge, dig a single grave, because I am sorely tempted to put you in one, you bastard. Having to listen to your drivel is suffering enough. The only thing I hate more than the two of you is those treacherous British dogs who turn their backs on me. If I ever get my hands on those diplings, it is they who will be crossing the veil between worlds. I think there's a bright side to all this. What is the bright side to finding our nemesis, Madame Alona, is trying to cut in on our pack? She's no threat, and London is big enough for one more psychic. Don't be reasonable with me, Maggie. I hate it when you're reasonable. I'll not be mollified, Maggie. I, you colonial vermin! Is everything alright? It is not, Mrs. Gloma. For you have a fraud in your employ. How 
dare you? It is you and your wretched sister who are the frauds. What is going on here? Tell them who you are. I shall. We are Mr. and Miss Von Liegenschwein. I see why you shortened it. It is a long name. Would your great aunt a Von Liegenschwein? We were thinking of a tombstone. Von would be cheaper. The stonemason charges by the letter, you see. There will be no tombstone, except possibly one for your business and its shameful practices. Sir, I don't understand. For your great aunt? There is no aunt. Great or otherwise. All that rigmarole about sensitivity and crafting funerals when you're just after people's money. No, sir, we're craftsmen. Disciples of the funerary art. Tell that to the shyster, Madame Alona. You should be speaking of yourself. Craftsmen, indeed. Let us leave this harridan and her crooked employers. Hypocrisy, Mr. Von Liegenschwein. You are the living embodiment of it. Come, Margaret. I'm coming, Albert. Do you feel better for that, Bert? Get some of that frustration out? No, I don't feel better. I feel worse. Oh, Madame Alona is no threat to us. You don't know that, Maggie. Oh, it's so frustrating to think all the money they make from funerals and they still want a piece of us. Oh, who cares, Bert? We still have our profits. Not enough. Oh, so they do a seance for some aunts. We're still busy. We're running around doing seances for all sorts of aunts. Bad, great and everyone in between. You're mostly right, I suppose. I'm completely right. I doubt that. Tell me, Maggie, what is a great aunt? Uh, oh, well, you know, a great aunt is a regular aunt, only... You know, really good at it. Oh, let's hop a handsome cab and head home. Yeah! Morning, Maggie. What a lovely lie-in I've had. Oh, it's nearing lunchtime. Tight? I beg yours. What do you eat? Oh, please. Mm. I thought you'd be coming to get me this morning, Beth. Mm. This is good, Maud. Thanks. I had to yell at the beggar on the stoop myself. No point in waking you up. Well, it's that time of the week, isn't it? The Diplings. Not this week. They've got their great-aunt's funeral. Oh, yeah. They'll be at a seance right now. Just not one of ours. Quiet day, then. Not entirely. The sign writer is outside painting as we speak. (gasps) Is he? Oh, you've picked a name for the shop. I have. Well, he wouldn't tell me what it is. I can't wait to know. What is it, then? Well, Maggie, look who it is. Good morning, sir. Madam. It's the Gloamers. I hope we find you in good health. We don't need a funeral, if that's what you're asking. No, indeed, sir. You both are looking in pink condition. What do you want? We came to apologise. Such ugliness when we saw you a week ago. And since then, we've had a great deal of time to think about what you said. As you know, we consider ourselves craftsmen. We've dedicated our lives to death. We built an empire on the demarcation between this world and the next. And we appreciate you have built your own on what comes after. We had no right to stray beyond. Apology accepted. I don't know. Oh, come now, Bert. That's nice of the Gloamers. Respecting fellow craftsmen like they are. It only counts if they've fired Madame Alona. We have, sir. Fired her this morning. Oh, good. Apology accepted. We were having a funeral for a great aunt this morning, but when the seance began. Madame Alona reduced two of the family to tears. Because she was yelling at them. The family may never return because of it. And we've buried many of them in the past. I'm pleased to hear it. All of it. No ill feelings, sir? None at all. 
Why not take a tart for the road? Oh, lovely. Here you go. Delightful baked goods. That gives me an idea, husband. Tell me something, young lady. Yes? Do you cater for No, 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 no. We'll have no poaching unless it's pears for Maud's delicious La Tarte Bordelot. Out you go. Uh, yes, uh, we will see you again, yes. Should a tragic occasion arise... Prepare yourself, madam. I thought you handled that very well, Bert. Very gentlemanly. Thank you. Looks like the sign painter is finished. Shall we go take a sneaky? Oh, I'd love to. Put those tarts down, Maud. Come take a peek. Oh, how exciting. Oh, Bert. Do you like it? I don't know, Bert. You'll like it. The von Liegenschweins. Spiritualists, undertakers and tea room proprietors. Um, what does it mean? Undertakers? Oh, yep. Undertakers? That's right. Oh, Bert! We're going to make so much money! And so Bert and Maggie diversify their business portfolio. Will the dead people of London take this lying down? Of course they will. They don't have a choice. Want to hear more cracking, historically accurate Victorian adventures? Then keep an eye out for the inevitable return of Bert and Maggie. Bert and Maggie featured the voices of... Kieran Davey as Bert. Jacqueline Osorio as Maggie. Danny Payne as Maud. Rosie Williamson as Sarah. Rhiannon Marshall as Mrs. Dorothy Dibbling and the Beggar. Adam Dergerman as Pip Dibbling. Matt James as Mr. Gloma. Catherine Jones as Mrs. Gloma. And... Matt Graham as the narrator. Words by Kieran Davey. Music by Matthew Shamer. 